right, so welcome to the 150 book review. So today I will be talking about a book called You Are Made for More. Uh, this was uh, by Lisa Oystein. Um, the reason why I decided to read this book because of Joel Oystein. He's a um, priest, huge, huge, huge guy. Oh my God, the um, the way he talks. So I, oh man, it's it's so addictive. It's so like, I it, he's really good. He's really, mm. really, really good. Um, it came to a point that when I was talking to my and teacher about it, she's like, "Read, stop listening to him." <laughs> she's like, "I'm waiting for you." <laughs> She's like, I feel like she's like, you know, sometimes like, you know, the way he talks, it can really make you like sucked in and all of a sudden now you're believing, you know, uh, Jesus as God and things like that. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think. Nah, nah. I'm like the way I'm looking at him and what I've learned from him, it made me love a lot more. It made me look at Dua like such a powerful thing. And he, and he just... It was such a loving way that it made me feel like I wish the shiuch could talk like that because the shiuch, I find a lot of them are a little bit harsh and you need to do this and oh, this is blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, you just feel guilty, you know, but he's not like that. He just makes you feel so like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's a nice feeling. Um, so uh, and honestly, his book, it was one of those that I probably would read a few times. It was that good. It just makes you feel like yeah, you're such a perfect as who you are, which we really are, you know, and everything he's saying is, is not, it goes with Islam, you know what I mean? Um, and the fact that, you know, you're not asking just anyone of, you know, of the dua, like, he's like, you're asking your creator who can do anything and the way he talks. Anyhow, so um, knowing who he was, and oh my God, he's like all over the world and a lot of people following him and stuff like that happened television show and big guy um and usually i don't contact um authors or anything but this guy i actually did and i said i'm like just want to let you know I'm, I'm like i don't even know if he's gonna if he actually read my work but my message but i basically messaged him saying that you know i just love how you speak and how you mentioned that and i and then and then slowly i started talking to him about islam <laughs> i'm like i'm sure i don't know if you no, but, but I had to bring it up. Why? Because whenever he talked about, um, like whenever he talks, he always refers to different uh, religions, but never brings up Islam. And I'm like, wow, that's mean. Or, you know, so I was like, you know, just to let you know, a lot of, we do believe in Isa, but Isa's um, mm -hmm. being um, a prophet, not um, Todd. And, and then sort of, you know, brought up some Sahaba Islam and just sort of let it be. Um, so... Lisa Oystein is his sister. So it turns out that they sometimes both preach together. So she's also a preacher. I think she's, um, I'm not sure if she's a priest. I think a female can be a priest too. But she's basically also like a big, gives lectures and helps people and stuff like that. So heard her story. Um, the book was okay. Um, I still learned something. It's one thing I try to say to myself, you know what? I'm sure I could still learn something from you. So, um, and that's what I had to aim for. And I did. And that's, um, and that's what I will talk about today. So she went through so much. Um, and she basically looked at her life as a miracle and that how she never gave up. Um, and just the fact that she knew that it is God who created her. Therefore, it is God who can fix anything that 
um, that is going on. There was a time where um, she was at a building and the building was on fire. People actually had to come in and she was uh, affected by it. Um, um, like she was ended up being alive, but there were some burnt areas and things like that. And she was saying that how um, like that could have put her into fear and she didn't want to get out of the house. She didn't want to like, there was so much fear into that because she was mm-hmm. like, this was a deliberate fire and she was scared now who's you know why, why would somebody do this to me and um and would this person want to do this at home and so she lived in fear for a while and realized that she just needs to put her trust um in a law so that was um a powerful thing and so she realized that with fear uh first comes thought you know it doesn't just come you don't, you don't all of a sudden become scared. You actually have to come. And it's interesting because sometimes I'm walking and it's pitch black, pitch black. You can put your hands in front and I can't even see my hands or my fingers, you know, so like that kind of pitch black. And yet I'm not scared. But what do I do? I think of thoughts. What if someone's just looking at me and all I see is eyes, you know? So if I start thinking like that, that's where... The second part comes in and that's torture. That's putting torture in your mind um, that bad things are going to happen. If we allow these thoughts to continue, now we're literally torturing our mind and that can become so strong that it can overflow. So what can help with that is that fear of the, um, basically realizing that fear is the opposite of faith. When you believe that Allah is in control of everything, that Allah will save me, that Allah is, you know, everything is written as it is. And I just hope for the best and pray for the best, that that fear should be gone because fear and faith do not come together. You cannot have, um, you cannot say that I have talked on Allah and at the same time be afraid of whatever that may be. And this is really interesting because she talked about this at how when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked to Musa alayhi salam, he was scared and he says go to the pharaoh and he was scared and then he says don't be scared because it's a feeling you can decide just don't courage is a is a decision it's not a feeling it's like so Allah tells Musa don't be scared you know like go and talk to pharaoh right so and and that's like a, a quick thing because it's you know I'm scared nope but I'll, I'll choose not to I'm going to decide to be courageous and you just go forward. So fourth thing is having a bad company. So having bad company brings more people who will think like that. If you are constantly thinking about things that you're afraid of or thinking of bad thoughts, um, you're going to attract those kind of people who will lead to that, which totally makes sense. Think about your work. You're fussing about, oh, my God, the assignment is so hard, or this manager is so this, and this person is that. What kind of people come around you? Those who agree with you. They will feed into that. And now you don't like work, and now you're afraid of this, and you know, and all that stuff. So basically, that's how you feel. Don't voice it out so you don't attract those kind of people, because that will only feed to the negativity that you have. Um, and five, if we allow it, that fear will control you. It will only, um, and it will, can only be gone if you control it. And so I like how she summarized with this whole fear thing. Um, 
So um, and then she basically talked about the guilt. Guilt is another thing that we should try never to feel. Um, and, and so I, I like the statement. She said that how when you're feeling guilty, just say to yourself or say to that person, you know, I today I decided I will only please one person today and it is not you. <laughs> so that was interesting and this is when so you're you're choosing not to feel guilty about this um you know done done with it and regret um another thing so this is how the shaitan will basically uh make you go back and that is to feel guilty and that is to feel regret about something and these things are only negative thing that will not make you move forward um so that's pretty much she went through so much i mean uh she talked about how she couldn't have children and how she realized she had to, um, and how she prayed so much and it didn't work out. And she realized that, you know, I, I prayed thinking I was going to get in a certain way, but I got a child in a different way. And basically somebody actually called her and said, hey, um, there's this, basically there was a twin that the mom wanted to give away. <laughs> um, so she basically, they adopted her, adopted them. So she was basically talking about how, um, you know, never lose hope and that how you can get what you want, but in a different way. So you can be asking for like a child. So she got it through adoption while another person, maybe after 30 years, she got the baby. You know what I mean? And it's interesting because it's an important dua that I read. I love it. It said, oh, Allah, um, give me risk in ways that I know, in a ways that I could that I expect and in a ways that I cannot expect. And I was like, whoa, that's powerful. Because sometimes, you know, you ask for something and you're thinking, well, I asked a law, so it has to come this way. <laughs> the only way. Mm-hmm. But realizing, mm, no, you're talking to the creator can happen in so many different ways that you're like, whoa, didn't think it's going to happen like that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much with that book. I think the the thing about fear, like fearing or like being scared or like having like too much fear is bad. And especially now, like especially um within the community, you know how people they believe a lot in like the evil eye more so than they do the like putting their trust in Allah because so we've been given like the reason. So it's insane because there was a girl that ended up having lost her baby had like a stillbirth or something and then someone asked her do you believe in evil eye like does that make you think twice about posting things online and she wrote something saying like no matter what things are going to happen and like we don't place our trust into the fear of people's evil thoughts nor do we put the blame of our trials and tests on people um and they said they believe in like just the will of Allah, like, you know, and that was meant to happen no matter what. Whereas I feel like now everybody's so paranoid or like think, oh yeah, no, don't do this because it's this. Oh no, no, no. Like, you know? So it's like interesting because that I mean, fear kind of takes over you. You start thinking things and then you're just thinking, thinking, thinking. It's good to, to have it. Fear is weak, it weakens you. And mm-hmm. this is another way of the shaitan's tactic to use that fear. So, I mean, yes, the evil eye is real. The sihir uh, is real. But that sh- we shouldn't now apply that to everything. Because what will that 
do other than put us more into like you know being more fearful or scared or things like that I have to stop myself because it came to a point like that where I'm like um where it's not just me but people around me would be like oh you know uh, is this and, and it, the thing is it's like it I see it happening you know what I mean like I, I remember um what is it uh, I remember uh, Aya, she'd be little and she would want to eat something and she's jumping with joy. She would be like, what, three months or so? When I was mm-hmm. like, no, maybe I'll say six months, like just jumping in joy that she wants to eat. Th- that action was so cute, but at the same time, it was it caused a lot of people looking at her. And from that, I saw it. She didn't want to eat. I was like, what is going on? She just, and it was like a whole day. I'm like, I can't get her to eat anything. She's just closing her mouth. She does not want to open. So I knew something was up because it was after that gathering that sometimes you can give yourself an evil eye or or the person can give them an evil eye without them knowing, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what do I, you know, like I was a little, like I got scared. So I remember just putting Quran on just constantly and just making da and just trying to feed her. Eventually it worked and she was fine. Um. But I realized, like, yeah, these things are real, but that should never, in the end, we do have to put our trust in Allah. And the key is, Allah gave us the power, the weapon mm-hmm. of what to do. You know, as long as we're doing our askar, as long as we're making our dua, that, you know, Allah constantly protects us. The quls, the three quls, if we hang on to that after each salah, or if, you know, reading the Quran daily, like, I, like that's, what gives me the strength to say, um, you know, if anybody says to me all these things, I'm like, mm, I'm doing what I can and I'm putting my trust in Allah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it becomes way too much now, you know, like I remember mm. to me, oh, why are you going to beautify yourself in this and this? Are you not afraid of? I'm like, no, I'm afraid of Allah, period. I'm not going to be afraid of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like we can't. Yeah. And next, <laughs> like I read my Azkad. That's it. Yeah. I've done yeah. my thing. And 100%. Now the rest and is like that for my child. It's, 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 you know, Qadar. Um, was it Qadar? So, yeah, so, and that's, and that's um, choosing not to accept fear. That's a very good mm-hmm. point. Definitely, fear is a weakness. Causes some paranoia and mm-hmm. very scary sometimes. Awesome. Alrighty. Alrighty. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.